Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yes, be with SB. I'm your host, SB Reynolds III. This is the podcast that USA Today calls. Huh? You don't know about that podcast? <laughs> That's what they're saying. They're it's all the rage. Yes, be with SB Reynolds III. I don't know why I'm letting the intro music go on this song, but I just am. So. <laughs> I'm just uh, just a bop in my head. Look, here's the here's the thing, you guys. This is a heck of a week, you guys. <laughs> it's a heck of a week, and you want to know why it's a heck of a week? Because it's not really. You know what I'm saying? Like we had a lot of really big weeks, and you know we had a we had the hurricane, <laughs> we had the, the 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 Trump mugshot. You know we had there was a lot of things going. It was, it was popping. Now this one this week's like eh, you know. <laughs> You know, you know, God knows there aren't any new things coming on television. So just we're just kind of this week. Anyways, 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 that's my new it's my new slang I'm working on. Anyways, it's like um, it's a a callback to the 90s. It's like Bill and Ted, you know, like in the weenus. What was that? Pauly Shore. Okay, well, whatever. You know, it was one of those white boys. Anyways, so yeah, so yes, be with SB Randolph the third. I'm your host, SB Randolph the third. Y'all, we do have some exciting news. Here's the thing we have some exciting news, but I can't say it yet. So, and I hate those people. Don't y'all hate those people on, on Instagram or whatever? Big things coming. Tell, tell you soon. You know, you're like, fuck you. You know, like, and then they're like, <laughs> you know, it's like they're like a new code dropped for <laughs> fitness clothes. You know, like that's not big news, bro. That's not big news. I couldn't I could have lived my whole life not knowing that. So. <laughs> but thank you for that that warning. But then sometimes they just say big news coming and then just nothing ever comes. Sometimes I do. Here's the thing. I'm kind of a bitch. So sometimes I'll make a note and I'll say so and so said big news coming on this day. And they said it would be out by the next week. And I'll be one of those people who I'll be like, didn't you say they were? <laughs> the comment under their picture, you know, a week later. Didn't you say there was big news coming next week? <laughs> when are you? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, you just, was you just lying? Because <laughs> I didn't see no big news happen that week. So I don't know, man. <laughs> so... Uh, anyway, so big news happening. <laughs> Anyways, big news happening. Uh, but I'll tell you next week. <laughs> so, <laughs> big news. But I mean, I teased it last week. 
Uh, but I, I can't announce it till it's announced. You know what I'm saying? You know, you want to, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta wait. And so, um, so yeah, it's about my film. It's a, for those of you who are new, I have a film, it's called Project and Serve. Project with a J, not a T. And, um, and, uh, it's about psychological projections that law enforcement puts on people of color anyway. And so it's a short film out. Uh, it's not out. It's not out at all. That's the point. Um, it's in festivals right now. But anyways, so I have a big news popping, but it'll, hopefully it'll come by the end of this week. Hopefully by Friday when I'm dropping this episode, the news will be out and you'll know what I'm talking about. But if not, stay tuned for next week. <laughs> I swear, big, big. Big news coming, you guys, I swear. And, uh, you know, <laughs> be like, you know, what is that Forex trading? I still don't even know what that means, Forex. You know, like, all I know is just to block those people <laughs> whenever they show up. You know, somebody follows you and they're like, ask me about Forex trading. I'm like, I'm not because, A, I don't know what it is. But I I certainly don't want to ask you. Like, no, just leave me alone, whatever it is. I don't care. I could be, you could say, if you do Forex trading, you will be a billionaire. And I will say, I will be poor for the rest of my life. <laughs> then deal with you people. Okay, so I don't want it. Whatever it is, I don't want it. I don't want Forex trading. I don't know what it is. And I don't want it. I sound like I sound like Fred Sanford. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, just <laughs> Elizabeth. Um, like I just like when did I when did I become this old? Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know what it is, and I don't want it. <laughs> I'm that guy. Get off my fucking lawn, kids! I don't know what it is. Is that a ball? <laughs> I don't know what it is, and I don't want it on my lawn. All right, what? Oh, you you have a big announcement coming next week? I don't know what it is, and I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, I think that pretty much sums me up. That's why I said last week, you know, I said I don't answer the phone, I don't answer the door. Don't know what it is, and I don't want it. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're my mother coming with a present. I don't know what it is, and I don't want it. But I guess there are people who hate surprises. I'm not one of those people, but I guess there are people who hate surprises. Anyways, I never thought I was one of those people. No, I don't. I don't. I don't it's not that I don't hate surprises. Do you guys not hate surprises? I mean, you guys hate surprises? Like, I don't. I don't think I hate surprises. I just don't want you coming to my house i guess <laughs> yeah it's a whole different thing anyways you guys so i'm i'm just i'm working through this right now <laughs> so fuck a therapist uh that's you know who needs a therapist when you have a, a microphone in front of your face and you can <laughs> make a podcast instead so anyway um uh, anyway so my film project and serve big news of popping We'll let you know more about that next week. Whether I what see if here's the thing. Follow me at SB Randolph on like Instagram or whatever. So when it comes out, I'll announce it. Hopefully that means by the 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 last episode of the season. By the way, this is episode nine, you guys. We made it to episode nine of ten. So that means next week is number ten. That's the end of the season, you guys. I can't believe that. It feels like it's flown by. So uh, this is the one before the season finale. So next week is the season finale, the big finale. What do you guys think I'm gonna review for the big finale? What do you think we're gonna be talking about on the big finale? What do you guess? Guess it right now. I want you to scream it right now at your phone or at your car or whatever. <laughs> Just scream it. I don't care if they're you're in public and people see you at the park. Just scream it. Scream it loud in your car. What do you think I'm going to review? Nope. Uh-uh. Oh, you're close. We'll find out next week, you guys. But I think you're all going to like it. So, anyway, this week... <laughs> so, here's the deal. I've been... Here's the deal. Two things were happening. Two things were colliding at the same time. Number one, um, I've been wanting to watch this They Clone Tyrone movie. Do you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I'm just, I'm black, and I just feel like I'm just obligated to watch it. I feel like, as a thoughtful black man on God's green earth, who now has a Netflix account for one month, for probably like a week and a half or more, um, I was like, I felt really obligated to watch it. Do you know what I'm saying? And so, and happy to do so, but also, you know, just feeling like I need to. And so, anyway, so... <laughs> so... I was like, let me do that. But here's the thing. I also wanted to do the finale of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Because let's be honest, that's what I really want to be watching. <laughs> All right. 
So, you know. Uh, yeah, they cloned Tyrone. Yeah, that's great. Uh, but yeah, what what did they do on the Real Housewives of Atlanta? You know, like well, what did what did what did Drew say to cousin Courtney? You know, about calling her a bitch or whatever. You know, that's what I care about. That's the drama that I care about. Anyways, they're like, what's happening? Which one of Candy's businesses got shot up? It's <laughs> uh, ah, funny. Anyway, because um, she doesn't want you to talk about that part. <laughs> so, it's, a, it's a plot line on the show. So I was like, well, you know what? I need to watch They Clone Tyrone, but I want to watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. So I was like, well, let's just do both. <laughs> so fucking. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. So here's the deal. So I watched They Clone Tyrone. I'm going to skip through it right now because here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal. Should we just get into it? Let's get into it. Let's just, here we go. They cloned Tyrone. Here we go. Let's get started. Okay, so watching they cloned Tyrone. Here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. Let's, <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, here's, here's the thing. <laughs> when I say here's the thing, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm about to say something nice because I'm about to say something mean. So just brace yourself. No. Here's what we love about They Clone Tyrone is, okay, number one, it's like, yeah, okay, it's just, you know, a black, it's like a parody of a black exploitation film, but it's not quite a parody because this movie isn't funny. This movie is not funny. Um, there are moments of levity, but this movie is not funny. And so I think that kind of is what, what, what persnickled me. <laughs> that is a word, look it up, persnickled. That's what persnickled me at first because I thought this was going to be a comedy. There's Jamie Foxx. He's in, a, in an Afro-League. <laughs> it's called They Clone Tyrone. It has It's rhyming in the title. I'm like, oh, well, shit. Okay. I'm ready to go. <laughs> you know, when does Tyler Perry come out as Medea? <laughs> you know, like, I'm fucking in. What is, what's happening? And it turns out not so much. <laughs> so, it's, it's, sounds like, it turns out it's a social satire. And, um... It's um pretty heavy. <laughs> so <laughs> I just wasn't prepared. First of all, first of all, <laughs> I told you what my film was about. So I'm I'm all for social satires that are pretty heavy. Um, but um, this one I just didn't know that's what it was. Anyway, so here's what the, here's what I love about They Clone Tyrone. Here's what I love. Um, I love that it's this melding of two different movie genres, like a black exploitation meets sci-fi, which we've never seen. That's interesting. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, what was there is a genre that's like that's um, we've discussed this before. There's a genre that's um, uh, 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 that's sci-fi uh, that is black sci-fi, but it's Afro. Af so, what is it? Space is the place. Remember the movie Space is the Place? <laughs> We've talked about this before. If you've watched the program, by watched I mean listened to. If you listen to the program, you'd know. <laughs> I'm just covering while I Google. Is the Afrofuturist. Thank you. Space is the place. We talked about how Space is a Place is one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> but we love it. God bless them. But if you watch it, you're going to go, What? <laughs> <laughs> so there is afrofuturism afrofuturism does exist and i feel like there are several people filmmakers these days who delve into afrofuturism by the way i've also heard that 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 um but i'm a virgo or whatever is very sort of afrofuturism or i i, I don't know afro sci-fi i don't fucking know anyways so i don't you know we're melding genres and stuff right now so these things haven't yet to be defined yet and here's the thing let's while we while we're getting into it let's get into it black culture being injected into these genres is actually relatively new so it's you know every time somebody's doing it so when i say the movies uh, you know afro uh, uh, space is a place is afrofuturist and it's bad um it's actually great because it's ambitious because it's kind of the first of a thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like the it's like if you would just look back and consider it to be like, you know, the first sci-fi movie was fucking terrible. Of course it was. And this is like the first black sci-fi movie. This is the first time that we were allowed to create uh, in that genre. So, you know, we have to grade things by where they are, you know, so... <laughs> Um, but, uh, so yeah, space is a place is terrible, but it's also the first. So <laughs> like, it's supposed to be terrible because it was the first Afrofuturist sort of thing. 
made for us by us. Anyway, so um, so I'm that's with the same way, the same lens that I'm looking at. They clone Tyrone. So let's let's move on. <laughs> okay, but before we move on, I just like to talk about black exploitation made by black people. That's interesting because like if we if we think about this film, it is a black exploitation movie made by black people. So is that exploitation? Does the does the blackness count count cancel the black out? You know. What I'm saying? It's just, it's just, it's just plain old exploitation. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, cause this is like an algebra, an algebraic equation. You, cause you, I'm sorry, you guys, I'm in economics right now. So, so the blacks cancel each other out. Oh, see, they're gonna pull that, they're gonna pull that clip out, and they're gonna cancel me. The blacks cancel each other out because it's a black black exploitation. Do you know what I'm saying? So that count cancels it out so now it's just a exploitation movie right or it's just a movie at this point because yeah i think that's it so we don't have to feel as if the blackness is being exploited in this movie so okay okay i'm working through this with you guys <laughs> so we don't feel like the blackness is being exploited in this movie because the blackness is done by black people although there is a distinction between descendants of the transatlantic slave trade and people who are not descendants of transatlantic slave trade, but we'll get to that later. All right, so... Um, <laughs> wow, this is getting, this is getting heavy. <laughs> so, all right, let's, let's keep going. Okay, I mean, Jamie Foxx is funny in this movie. I mean, I feel like he... I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of this time he's improvising, but I feel like... I, feel, I, think, he, I, think, I think he knows there just needs to be a joke right now. You know what I'm saying? You know, like a good actor could just feel like, ah, I need to say something funny right now. Like, so... I'm pretty sure they gave him carte blanche to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. So, but you could just tell, like, that, you know, like, he's just kind of, he's going a little off the cuff every now and then because this, you know, it's like, oh, we need a joke right now. Oh, because it's getting kind of heavy. Anyway, so, yeah, this it's it's really heavy. That's what I want to say. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, I, here's the thing. I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not saying nothing, but I'm going to say that they, you know, when they discover the bunker under the church, um uh that is that's that oh okay that's that's where the bunker is that's all i'm gonna say about that and so like once we get down into the bunker and everything where you know they are cloning people and 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 um brainwashing people and stuff you know that's when we're getting heavy into the philosophy of the film we're talking about like you know they're using fried chicken and rap music to you know put us in a trance by us i mean black people um so <laughs> um and that's you know i i think that's some social commentary that is valid and it's um it's interesting i'm i'm here i hear it i like it um you know this is very much uh, allegorical and you know a, a sort of ghetto dystopia <laughs> Is that a thing? Ghetto dystopia. Anyways, all right. So let's keep let's keep going. All right. So I, at a certain point, um, I guess I think this is Kiefer Sutherland. It's Kiefer Sutherland, right? <laughs> he shows up and he plays mean white man. I don't know, but he's like, but he's like a mean white guy. But he's not in control of things. But he's um, in control of them somehow. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there's charts and graphs to explain the lore of this film. And if there aren't, there should be in the future. Anyways, so Kiefer Sutherland shows up as mean white man. <laughs> so, um, no, but I mean, I think this is, you know, uh, they're doing, there's a lot of ideas here. Let's just say there's a lot of ideas here. So, <laughs> shout out to the filmmakers. Uh, I think the, the director, Jewel Taylor, is also one of the writers on this and so shout out to them they got a lot of ideas now i don't know if i caught them all but i'm trying i'm i got my arms out so <laughs> i'm trying to catch them all uh, we gonna see and catch them and clone them okay so we you know at a certain point you <laughs> at a certain point we we turn it to a christopher nolan film it's a clone within a clone within a clone you know what i'm saying like it's a wait so what's the original clone the clone the clone within the clone of the clone of the clone clone you know it's like, okay all right so, all right sure okay good anyways but um i you know here okay 
I don't know. This film has a lot to say, and so I'm sure it will be studied. I'm sure it will be broken down. This is not that. This isn't me studying this and breaking it down. This is just me watching it off the cuff and giving a few of my responses. So um, here's the thing. Now, here's where we're going to get to. This is when I was talking about descendants of the transatlantic slave trade playing descendants of the transatlantic slave trade. And I think that that's important. And I think that's a very important distinction that American filmmaking does need to make because descendants of the transatlantic slave trade have been historically left out of the film industry. And that is what they're seeking to rectify. And that doesn't mean casting people with the same skin complexion who aren't descendants of the transatlantic slave trade to play descendants of the transatlantic slave trade there is a distinction there okay and let's get back to the movie like they they outwardly state that assimilation is better than annihilation as far as blackness in america goes so i guess this is the, the point and purpose of the film what's known as code switching and stuff of, of dealing like being two different people in order to be black in america you have to be two different people and so i think that this film is asserting an assumption that we will go so far as to erase ourselves not just be two different people but just be the other person and so that is an interesting narrative i'm, I'm if that's what they're going for i don't know i'll have to read more about it it's made me intrigued i want to read more about what the filmmaker intended and um and see but anyway so a well-made film a well-made film um i love stylistically what they did i don't think that the sci. here's the thing i will say i'm gonna be honest i don't think the sci-fi world was sci-fi enough do you know what i'm saying like i feel like <laughs> i feel like we just kind of got some purple fluorescent lights <laughs> you know judy we're just gonna hang up some purple fluorescent lights and we're gonna use those pods left over from the matrix and we're just gonna call that uh call that a future it's like no i need you to imagine your future this is a whole world a black exploitation modern world like i need you to imagine it and I need it to look like something other than purple <laughs> production designer anyways I'm calling people out right now so I need to shut up so <laughs> anyway um great film um heavy not as funny as you think <laughs> for a film called they call they clone Tyrone I love this that they redid the Erica Badu song in the in the credits that you need to clone tyrone like that's funny that's funny um funnier than the whole film is. <laughs> great film you guys check it out and i'm going to now fire up the real housewives of atlanta and we'll get into that mess when we go back Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We on a break. We on a break. We on a break, you guys. They cloned Tyrone. And it was not fun at all <laughs> when they did it, yo. So they cloned Tyrone. But I heard that the um, the director of They Cloned Tyrone heard they cloned him. <laughs> so, <laughs> And you will not believe what happened, you guys. They cloned the director of They Cloned Tyrone. And they made a movie. And that movie is uh, called My Mommy's a Zombie. <laughs> so, um, my mom, my mom, my mom, be's a zombie. 
what rhymes with werewolf? <laughs> no, no, I think it's called my mommy's a zombie. <laughs> yep, definitely that one. A vampire. Uh, my, my, no, no, it's my mommy's a zombie. That's the name of the movie. All right. So <laughs> we, yep. Okay. I just checked. Yeah. And we got the, we got the, the hot teaser trailer right here in front of me. Yep. It's called my mommy's a zombie. I don't know what I was talking about with those other things anyway. And so my mommy's a zombie from the makers of they clone Tyrone. I'm so excited to, to see what this is about worldwide exclusive coming to you right in your earballs right now. Yes, B with SB. I'm your host, SB Randolph III. Let's check it out. From the clones of the producers of the hit Netflix movie, They Cloned Tyrone, comes the new Netflix hit, My Mommy's a Zombie. Hi, Mama. What you doing in there, girl? Nothing, baby. Won't you go get me some chicken from the corner store? Mama, why you always make me go to the corner store? Well, never mind. I go myself. I don't need. Give me up. Give me my keys. I'm going to go myself to the corner. No, no, no. Don't try to follow me. I'm going myself. Critics are calling it. Mm-hmm. Well, that was something we just saw. Just a woman walking to the store by myself because my children are so ungrateful and oh my dear oh, um, is, is that chinese uh-huh well anyway i'm gonna have to uh, just i'm gonna step around you because i'm i'm trying to go to the corner store so <laughs> excuse me <laughs> oh, oh no <laughs> This man's biting me. This Chinese man is biting me. I don't feel so good. I think something's going on. Starring Chloe Bailey as daughter and Hallie Bailey as mama. I don't feel so good. I should go home to my daughter. I don't chicken. Variety's calling it. Mm, I don't know what we can say about this without sounding racist. Mom, are you back so soon? My mommy's a zombie. Mama, mama, don't make me. I want to watch My Mommy's a Zombie. Wow. I wonder if that's a real movie. (laughs) That's something I should have looked up before. Anyway, it is a real movie because we just heard the trailer for it. Anyway, so now, you guys, we're getting into the real Housewives villain. And guess what, you guys? I already got it rolling. (laughs) We're already into it. Now, let me get started with this season because I I have a lot to say because I've been watching what's going on online. You know what I'm saying? And... I, here's the thing. I like Kenya Moore is doing this whole uh, campaign where she's like, they edited out all of my good stuff, like the opening of my shop and my baby's birthday party. Kenya, you're boring. Okay. Do you get it yet? You're boring. You're boring. They edited it out because it's boring. You're just kind of Candy's lapdog and it's not interesting to watch. It's boring. It's boring. I'm bored. You know what would be interesting? Your volatile three-year divorce, but we never see anything about that. So <laughs> you make sure we never see anything about your volatile three-year divorce. But anyway, um, are we going on three years? It's three years, right? <laughs> so maybe we want to know more about that, Kenya. Not your shop. Ugh. Anyways, um, so 
Um, this episode started with, you know, those catching up scenes. And then one of the worst entry, <laughs> entry lines to a scene ever was Candy sitting next to Todd in their little pajamas. And she says, so how do you like producing movies together? Girl, bye. <laughs> Girl, goodbye. <laughs> Just bye. It's like, like, oh, please tell me you didn't help him write that movie script because girl, bye. <laughs> like, that's the worst. That's it. If that was supposed to be natural conversation between a husband and a wife in the morning, uh, you failed. Okay. So how do you like producing movies together? <laughs> well, honey, I enjoy producing movies together. Get out of here. Get out of here. But they have, you know, they've been scripting this show for a fucking minute. That Candy and Todd been scripting this motherfucker for a minute. And it is boring because of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is like the worst improv scene ever. Ever, you know what I'm saying? In an improv where they go like, "All right, now everybody clap them in." You know, clap them in, and then you, you go, "How do you like producing movies together?" <laughs> well, first of all, the first rule of improv is you know you don't ask questions. You know, she should say, "I love producing a movie with you," but she 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 felt that that was just too forced. <laughs> so, she she put it on him to to, to to make that statement. She asked just a question so that he could say, "I love it." <laughs> what did she expect from him to say? Oh, it's the worst time of my life. Get get out of here. I'm sick of you. I'm sorry. I I just I can't. I can't. Anyway, okay. So now we get into this Drew scene where Drew has tried to script a scene <laughs> with Ralph. Her estranged husband, who we've now learned sleeps in a different bedroom. What is going on? <laughs> like, it's so funny when when the things go so wrong, and they still will put it on camera, and they will still pretend like it's normal. And she's he's like, you've been up late filming this film. By the way, this film has they said it was filming for like six days or something. They doing it the Atlanta Tyler Perry way. So you know, no comment on that. Uh, the quality of the <laughs> this candy. <laughs> Uh, production i'm sure will look like they filmed it in six days anyways and so, <laughs> so she's like he's been sleeping in the child's bedroom on the bunk bed <laughs> he said i moved out of the bedroom because you come home too late from shooting and so and i'm like it's been six days <laughs> like it has not been six weeks it has been six days <laughs> like what are you talking about bro like, and so I'm like, oh, okay, they just, they try to dip a toe into divorce. Like, they try to just, you know, test the waters with this scene. And then she's like, well, you'll be moving back whenever the movie's over. And I'm like, that's probably today. What are you talking about? Like, ma'am, y'all, y'all are shooting for six days. And then Ralph doesn't want to play. The thing is, Ralph doesn't want to play. Like, Drew really wants to do the scene. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, Candy and Todd, like, Todd is accepted. Okay, I have to do this scene with Candy today. I have to act today. So whatever candy premise candy comes up with and she throws at me. I just have to agree to it. So right. So candy goes, Oh, so how do you like producing movies together? He goes, Oh my god, I love it. You know, whatever. Just whatever. Todd has accepted his fate and that candy is the puppet master and she is the script writer <laughs> of this show. Now Ralph, on the other hand, Drew's husband, Ralph, has not accepted this contract. So <laughs> She's like, can you believe my cut? Co- your cousin Courtney called me a bitch, and he's like, well, no, she call it as they see it, you know. Like he's just not giving it. Like he's just not. He don't want nothing to do with this conversation. And so then that sets Drew off. She goes downstairs to Drew's sister. Now she she said some real shit. She said if somebody called her a banana and she don't like it, then she don't like it. And that's the truth. Here's the thing, because they were getting over the sem- the semantics of whether she called her a bitch or didn't call her a bitch. The point was, somebody said something to your wife that, you, that she didn't like, and you're not defending her in it. And that's really the problem. That's the root of the problem. She's given the gospel. And so it's just like, it doesn't matter what people say. That's like, you know, people's intention behind what they're saying and doing is really what offends you. It's really not the the assembly of letters you know in a row that make you upset it's their intention behind that or why they are saying that to you and so that's what it all comes down to but anyway so she spoke some truth right then so then drew's like cut the scene <laughs> she's like get my mic off of me <laughs> and i'm like well what's the matter drew 
<laughs> I thought this is a scene he wanted to do, but it did not turn out the way that she wanted. So she took her mic off. So now here's the funny part. Then the cut, the sister comes and she talking to Ralph. And then the, you can see in the show, they, you see the producer come and drop a mic into her pocket because they're like, we getting this shit. So, <laughs> and then she runs upstairs. But uh, um, I don't know whatever, whatever happened upstairs. But I tell you what, that producer was like, shit, we about to get this shit right here. <laughs> so good for them. Now, much is being said about this charade when she's talking in this car talking about when the bill collectors call it, I don't answer. You'll get it when I get it. I hear you, charade. That's what I said. Uh-uh. Nope. I don't. Nope. Don't want it. Nope. Don't be calling me, bitch, because I will not be answering. You'll get it when I get it. So, <laughs> All right. Speaking of four scenes, let me get into Kenya's scene with her dad, who her estranged father, who we have been told for I feel like a decade that we don't like this man but now he's here and she's like forcing her child around him and then she's like this all on camera this all happened on camera and then she's forcing her child to hug her dad here's the thing you guys children read energy and children know what's wrong and so to me I feel like I don't know me as a parent let me just say that me as a parent I would if there's somebody I do not like I would not force my child to hug them because I feel like I would be giving my child the wrong signals. I would be telling them that to not trust their own energy with the person. But that's just my shit. <sighs> Kenya, this the scene is boring. Let's just talk. The, the scene is boring anyway. And also these eggs are look hard scrambled to death. You can't cook either. So <sighs> Queen Marlo, goddess of fashions, has shown up and she's, you know, I love it when she <laughs> her archive of clothing. I love when she lists her 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 um, credits. You know, she's like, I dress Tammy Roman. <laughs> also, have given a dress to a homeless woman. <laughs> First of all, let me just say, Queen Marlowe is queen of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't care what nobody has to say. Um, I ride for Marla, okay? <laughs> so if you don't like that, then you can scream, scream at your phone right now and just see if anyone listens. Nobody cares. I ride with Marlo, okay? Um, Marlo, queen of the fashions. I want Marlo to dress me one day. You know what I'm saying? I want to put me in that J-Lo dress. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on, Marlo. You know, I love it. I love a good come, come coming from the, the bottom story. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what do they call that? Underdog story. I love a good underdog story. Marlo's the ultimate underdog. You know, she's somebody to root for. Sure, okay, she she caught a case because she slashed a bitch in her face once <laughs> with a knife. So, but that just lets you know, watch your mouth. <laughs> so, I think that the other women don't like her because of that. And it's like, that was, it's like 20 years ago. Relax, you know what I'm saying? Like, just hide your knives. I feel like in the, in the canon of Real Housewives, there have been several instances with women and violence and knives. And I feel like Marlo, to me, is the least threatening of all these people. <laughs> you know, like, at the people who've lunged at people <laughs> to, and to, to commit acts of violence. I feel like Marlo literally hasn't. So um, everyone can relax, you know. If you're okay with being around Aviva when she threw a leg on the table. If you didn't feel threatened by when Aviva threw her leg on the table, that's a real thing. The prosthetic leg. Anyway, let's let's keep going. <laughs> okay. Also, I want to say this too. I saw Marlo, Queen of Fashions. I saw her uh, boyfriend Scottly on an episode of Chopped, and I got really excited. But he's so he's like a legitimate chef, you guys. He was like good on Chopped. I don't remember if he won or not. I don't know. They all sort of blend into mush in my brain. But he was on Chopped, you guys, and he can cook for real, for real. Okay, so. Drew and Ralph are now at a marriage counselor scene, a clearly forced marriage counselor scene after they have understood that that fight in the house was captured on video that they had to say, okay, well now we need to go do a marriage counselor scene. This is what I'm talking about. This is when they're, it's so, there's the, 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 and I don't mean the producers, I mean the people are so heavy handed with the narrative that it's like, like it's, it's, you're not, you're not a good producer, Drew. Like, I think that's really what I want to say. Like, you're not a good producer, Drew. So just stop and live your life normally. And 
let the producers do their job and you know like but, but now we got to do a scene at the marriage counselor like i see right through that that's ugh. okay so we're at the big scene once again it's another one of a candy's events which i'm sure everyone in that cast is mad about <laughs> everything happens at a candy event at one of her restaurants except for the one with the shooting tiny is here from escape drew is performing why is drew performing haven't we learned our lesson <laughs> the first time? Didn't we? I mean, and then Mama Joyce shows up in a new wig. <laughs> and then she starts looking for Cynthia's wedding ring. I'm like, this is so trash. <laughs> like, stop, stop. Why does this woman, this woman is never on pause. <laughs> like, this woman cannot stop. Like, you know she's divorced. We all know she's divorced. <laughs> like, if, come on. She she literally grabs Cynthia's hand. Why? First of all, why is Cynthia here? Just to wear wigs and be boring? Like, we don't need you here, sweetie. Like, you you have, you are just doing what you already did before and continue to bring nothing. Like, what are you doing here? Get At least have a friend contract, sweetie. What are you doing here? You know what I'm saying? And then how did she move to L.A. with Mark and then... You know, what was it? What happened to Cynthia Bailey Wines? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What happened to the Bailey agency? She's like, fuck that. I'm moving to LA. Like, what the fuck? Like, did you have nine businesses? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, where the fuck did they go? You know? Anyway, Cynthia's here to be boring and wear wigs. So I guess. <laughs> I'm just like, what? But it's like, if you're trying to get your job back, throw a drink at somebody. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? What are you doing here? You're just <laughs> looking like wallpaper, but Mama Joyce came just to read her friend Cynthia. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Like, just, where's your wedding ring? Oh, it's gone? Come on, girl. You knew. Stop. Anyway. And then Ty, Drew's friend, shows up. Now, Ty is a, Ty is a lesbian, and she's, I'm whispering, she's Drew's friend. And so, um, yeah, so we all, we all know where this goes. Um, all right, now let's see what happens. Okay, I'm Team Courtney and Bitchgate, and I'm glad the producers put it in that she was like literally like pointing at, who was she pointing at? <laughs> Anyways, not Drew when she was saying this bitch. Who was it? Was it, was it Sheree? Was it Marlo? Anyways, but it was not Drew. She was not talking about Drew. Like, it, just, come on. But I love that Courtney is just like, sure, fine. I did. I said it and I did it. I'm wrong. I'm a terrible person. Can we move on? You know, like, I'm team Courtney. Courtney got this season started and she getting it finished too. <laughs> like, cousin Courtney came to do television and she did it. Television, she did. This movie, you guys. <laughs> I, here's what I'm going to say. Good for it. Good for it. That's what I'm going to say. Good for it. Good for this Todd and Todd and Candy production. I guess Todd is establishing himself as the Tyler Perry of Tubi movies. So, like, I just don't really know what's going on here. But cinema, this is not. Um, But, hey, hey. Tubi got movies too you know what I'm saying Tubi gotta get a movie too you know what I'm saying so yeah Todd is the Tyler Perry of Tubi movie Showtime late night <laughs> softcore porn I don't know I don't know congratulations good for him okay so I guess the, the film it, <laughs> it didn't take that long to to edit it because they're like the film is already done <laughs> Well, yeah, because I mean, shit, y'all shot that shit in six days, so it ain't that many takes, so shit, you know, take one and take two, you know, you pick one of them, um, and so, anyway, good for them, that's very efficient, um, and Drew is performing, thankfully, production, um, is just playing the recorded version of Drew's song, um, rather than let it, let us listen to <laughs> I'm going to just call this a wobbly performance. This looks a wobbly-ass performance. She look a little wobbly, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Watch it back. Watch it back, you guys. Like, because she look like she wobbling. Like, she just, it don't, it don't look sturdy. <laughs> so. Okay, so now we get into the scandal part of it. So, apparently, here's the, here's the tea, if you guys don't know. Um, so, this woman, Drew, her and her husband, or her estranged husband, and there's just like he's. I mean, let's just be honest, you guys. He's cheated on her multiple times. We already know that. And so apparently, she's cheating on him with a woman, this woman named Ty. 
um, who was Mimi Faust. Now, here's the thing. The lines are getting crossed right now because Mimi Faust is a character, a person, but a character on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Do you know what I'm saying? So these like Real Housewives of Atlanta and Love and Hip Hop Atlanta are like merging. And then uh, Sheree's new boyfriend, Martell, is from Love and Marriage Huntsville, which is another show that's produced by one of the producers, the original producers of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. So all these lines are crossing. And by the way, you guys, Martell, if we want to talk about it, Martell is Sheree's boyfriend after who? What was his name? That's right. Tyrone. <laughs> Uh, they cloned Tyrone and we got Martell. And guess what? He's still a deadbeat piece of shit too. So <laughs> bring it all full circle, you guys. So um, so anyways, all of these reality TV lines are crossing right now. It's all very incestuous circle right now. But anyway, so Drew is being accused of being a lesbian. By the way, her film with Todd Tucker that they just shot was about her being, having a lesbian relationship. Your lesbian relationship! What about your lesbian relationship? And for those of you who don't know, that is a quote from Married to Medicine, which also takes place in Atlanta. And that was Lisa Nicole versus Quad in, I think, season five or six or something. Um, after Quad, uh, after Lisa Nicole <laughs> um, did background checks on everyone in the cast. And then Quad, a woman named Quad in the cast, did background checks on Lisa Nicole and her husband. And then she pulled up all their arrest records and their... <laughs> domestic violence reports and stuff and then it got heated and lisa nicole said well what about your lesbian relationship and then she threw water on quad proceeded to shatter a glass and and quad got cut in the face and it became a very big scandal lisa nicole got kicked off the show and then lisa nicole was doing a series of seminars about women of empowerment and my favorite line is uh during this altercation where quad goes this is not a woman of empowerment <laughs> she just made sure to take her brand down <laughs> while, 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 while this is going down she's like i'm also going to mention how this isn't on brand for you and that these seminars you lead are trash because you just <laughs> threw a glass at me and tried to fight me um anyways what about your lesbian relationship and so that is um <laughs> what uh drew is being accused of right now um that she was married and she's having a lesbian relationship with this woman named ty but then now drew is saying no ralph came up with this i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i never i don't know i don't know what you're talking about i've never said anything about it. i don't even know of her and so, anyway, so then the the interviewers in the <laughs> the thing are like, well, didn't you go see her? Because this woman is in the WNBA. And they're like, didn't you go see her WNBA game in Texas? And she was like, wait, yeah, just, you know, I just went to go see her. Oh, she just flew to Texas to go see some, just a stranger. And that she met, by the way, the tea is she met this Thai woman on the set of the lesbian movie she was making with Todd Tucker. <laughs> Oh, and it all comes full circle, you guys. And we've seen previews from the reunion and they look spicy. But I mean, and then here's the thing. Marlo is always for all season, actually for years now, Marlo has been accusing Drew of acting on the show. She's going, oh, Drew's acting again. OK, so let me you let me know when you're done with the scene and then we can have a real conversation. And but Drew's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And so. It's funny now because I I guess Ralph, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's got a good divorce lawyer or something. But anyway, so in this reunion, they have a, a sit down with Drew and, and um, Ralph where Andy Cohen is in the middle of a conversation because Andy Cohen is a marriage counselor now. <laughs> He's a certified, qualified, educated marriage counselor. And he is a, certainly the person that should be sitting in between these two people who are on the verge of divorce with their children and everything. That is, a, you know, it should be Andy Cohen. <laughs> Nobody else. <laughs> nope. This is responsible television. And so uh, good for him. And so <laughs> he's a marriage counselor now. Anyway, so Ralph is accusing Drew of acting too. So that's the hot tea of it all. And so I don't know how I feel. I do feel like she's, she, I do, she lies. <laughs> I know how I feel. She lies. Like, come on now. 
she been lying and she stay lying and so um because you know you know who i trust at the end of the day when it all is said and done there's one woman on the cast that's been to jail and knows better <laughs> and that's why i trust her queen marlo goddess of fashions period Espy, let me in who is that it's me, Queen Marlo, goddess of fashion. You know what? I don't normally open my door, but I, you know what? I will for you, Marlo. Let me. T- You're not Marlo. You're a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, we did it. They cloned Tyrone, my mommy's a zombie, and the Real Housewives of Atlanta with their own Tyrone clone. (laughs) So, (laughs) the one before the season finale. I will see you guys next week for the big season finale. You guys, this one's going to be big. You guys, you don't want to miss it. This one's going to be big. This one's as big. It's epic. It's it's huge. It's a a big explosion, you guys. You're not going to want to miss it. You're not going to want to miss it. Um, so that's coming up next week with the big announcement. Hopefully, we'll see, you know. <laughs> so, yes, be with SB. I'm your host, SB Randolph III. Follow me on social media at SB Randolph. See what I'm up to, see what I'm posting about, whatever. Um, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.